Well, I have a caller by the name of Linda. She just happens to be the Shadow Minister for Social Services. Good morning to you. Thank you for your time. That's fine. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Look, I, I, we've got so much to talk about. I've had uh, some of you colleagues on uh, during the week, um, from Anthony Albanese to Andrew Miles, plenty of others. We, they've all come to the same conclusion that I think uh, most people with common sense should come to, and that is JobKeeper needs to be extended or there needs to be some sort of other support available out there, Linda. Yes, uh, Labor always argued that the government pulled JobKeeper off too early. And, of course, we've got Andrew Lee at the moment talking about the incredible profits some companies have made during COVID and yeah. uh, and also collected job. Keeper, which is one of the biggest um, uh, financial rorts in Australian history. But what I was, what I'm proposing yeah. uh, today, Marcus, is that those people who are on Job Seeker, which is the old New Start, yep. uh, they many of those people uh, work a few additional hours to supplement the job keeper amount, which is very low, as we know. Yes, it is. Um, and and they, that because they are already on a social security payment, mm-hmm. it makes them ineligible for the disaster payment, which is uh, $600 a week as opposed to 375 or something like that a week. We are arguing because the government is too stubborn to bring back job keeper. Yep. We are arguing that those people who have lost hours, who are on job seeker, should automatically receive the disaster payment. And then when uh, when the pandemic settles down, they should be able to go back on the job seeker without having to jump through massive bureaucratic hoops and wait until job seekers are reinstated. That is that is something that's sensible mm. and the Department um, of Social Services is absolutely capable of doing it. Well, I agree entirely. Look, if a worker is entitled to a higher payment, they should receive it automatically. People shouldn't have to jump through hoops, fill out multiple forms, you know, all of the, the red tape that we endlessly allow, you know, keep expecting Australians to fill out during uh, desperate times, even mm. during a pandemic. They shouldn't be jumping through hoops to get the assistance that they have been promised. Well, they they are being denied that assistance yes. at the moment because they are they are on a social security payment, which makes absolutely no sense. I mean, your uh, morning radio presenter, so you would have a terrific idea, Marcus, yep. of the level of frustration and the level of desperation that people feel, and uh, that are. You know, there's something like 18 million people in Australia locked down at the moment, including uh, those of us that live in Sydney. And mm. people should not have to uh, be worried about uh, the fact that they've lost hours yep. and they are not eligible for the higher payment. Well, you, Bill Shorten, also uh, Murray Watt, you're all calling for this, uh, you know, yes, he's are. in charge of the emergency management uh, from the opposition's point of view. Uh, and Bill Shorten, of course, is the disability spokesman. Uh, you're demanding the coalition government given, quote, 
ironclad guarantee, unquote, the waiting period would be waived for people moving back onto JobSeeker from the disaster payment. The scheme provides, as we know, up to $600 a week for those in hotspot areas who have lost at least 20 hours of work in a seven-day period, 375 for those who have lost between 8 and 19 hours. And you're absolutely right, Linda, because we've been hearing from people all week who, um, who ring and say, look, I'm on uh, this benefit, but I don't have access to the government's emergency payment. I, that's I, correct. What am I yes. going to um, do, you know? Well, I, I just think that's terribly unfair, and uh, the government has the capacity to change things. We're not talking about a higher payment forever. Yeah. We're talking about a higher payment for a certain amount of people uh, who should be eligible for it, but at the moment they're not, which is terribly unfair given the circumstances in uh, at least three states in New South in um, Australia. Well, and it's been even further exacerbated now. We've got a, a lockdown here in the, the, the obviously the area that I'm broadcasting in, in into southeast Queensland, uh, which is a part of our network. I'm yes. having people ring us from the border already this morning saying, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm in this so-called bubble. I'm allowed to travel into southeast Queensland for work, but I don't know if I want to go to work today, Marcus. I don't feel like sitting in a line for an hour and a half just across the border. So, uh, absolutely, absolutely, Marcus. I mean, governments should be um, used to these circumstances by now. and. Yep. I do think you need to stand in the shoes of people uh, that are doing it really, really tough. Yeah. Um, you know, four or five people in a household, uh, the fear of being infected, mm-hmm. uh, elderly parents, and people are confused. And the messaging has been absolutely atrocious about what people are eligible for we are arguing that people um, that you've outlined should yep. be on the higher payment, mm-hmm. and it is a simple thing for government to do. All right. It's really wonderful to have you on the program, Linda. It's the Thank first you. time you and I have chatted. I'm sorry about the little miscommunication at the start there. That's, <laughs> That's okay. It's what happens at, at you know, hundreds of calls at uh, any given it's, time. It's a, it's a busy time. A- absolutely. Uh, Linda, thank you. We will talk again sure I am, uh, soon, I am sure.